Hello and welcome to Pixel Pals. My name is Anna Dude. We have a lovely episode for you today. Um, I forgot to record an intro, so here we go. We have a guest called Dapper Penguin that's here today, and we're going to be talking about uh, their job as a games tester, as well as a lot of other things, different games that they enjoy. You know the deal at this point. Um, sorry about the lateness of the episode. We've had a little bit of an issue with editing and getting the new studio set up. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Pixel Pals. My name is Zana Dude. I am joined by my good friend Zach. Hey, what's up? And Zach is on his headset, so it may be a little scuffed, but that's okay. This is the last week of scuffed audio because we got our new supplies in. Thank you, everybody. Um, and we are joined with a guest today. We are joined by Dapper Penguin. Dapper Penguin, how are you doing on this fine Friday? You know, honestly, pretty great. Uh, I took the day off for a different reason today. Uh, but then that whole reason got rescheduled. So I just had the day off to play Elden Ring. Uh, and it's been great so far. <laughs> I considered using a sick day today because I was like, oh, my. I, I'm in a really cool spot where I feel like I'm really kind of close to beating the game and I really wanted to finish it. But yeah, who knows? There might be like 40 more hours of content. I don't know. <laughs> I am nowhere near close to beating the game. I, I just beat Godric like a day and a half ago. Um, I fought a wolf with a sword in its mouth. That was pretty cool. Um, in homage to the earlier games yeah. of so, course um dude those shrimp too so xanadu texted me like a day ago i was like yo be godric he was like yo have fun with those shrimp and i'm like what? <laughs> okay <laughs> we are definitely going to get into some elden ring talk more towards the later of the show but i wanted to ask our guest dapper penguin um dapper penguin what is your nine to five you work in the games industry what do you do so I am, a, I guess my official job title is a junior debug tester because it's my first year into this, but I'm a game tester. Um, that is what I get to do. It's nine to five, but I wake up and I like leave at eight and I get there at 8.30 and I don't leave until 6.15, but nine to five. Um, so I work for a contracting company uh, that currently has me uh at the nintendo offices and i think that's all i'm allowed to like legally say uh about i can't tell people i work at nintendo because it's like this you know leading or whatever but yeah i think it's in my contract too <laughs> yeah we're not gonna have, we're not gonna have you break your nda although i think you're the first person on the podcast that has signed an nda and or has their own imdb page or is on imdb so this is very this is big for us we're big we, we snagged a yeah. big fish for this one now yeah we did debug testing um i when someone says that like game tester is a job i just imagine and i know that this isn't what it is i'm like oh you just get to play video games all day that's sick is that like an accurate synopsis or is there a lot more details into it like you're playing specific levels or you're just playing and trying to find bugs trying to break the game talk a little bit about it. So yeah, um, I will sort of describe mainly what's in like job descriptions. Uh, so that way I could keep, you know, doing things well. Um, but I guess I could also allude to other things. Um, so they also hire like um, debug testers that speak 
different languages uh, because oh. more than just like playing the game, you also have to check the text for the game. Uh, so you're checking for things like, oh, misplaced comma or like, you know, if the lines don't exactly line up. So like, let's say it's like, oh, go get the sword. And it's like, go get, and then on the next line, the, and then the next line, sword, you know? And if that wasn't intended, then of course you need to go and mark that down. So that's another aspect of things that you do. Um, and then I believe the specific uh, like styles of testing, um, I can't really speak too much, but I will say uh, that typically, uh, you're told to uh, think about it creatively uh, in the interview process. Uh, they ask um, like just sort of what you are, um, like what you typically do when you like find a bug or like whatever. Um, yeah, I guess I can't really answer that too in depth, but I will say that it's a lot more varied of a skill set than you would actually think. It's not like I'm going to play and I'm going to sit with my buddy and we're going to go rush through this storyline like like a Halo campaign, you know, like, yeah. So, like, when you is it like your job to well, I mean, obviously, it's not your job to, like, fix the bug. But I, I guess how do you know if it's a bug? Do like do they tell you, like, this is what's intended? And if that's not what happens, like, tell us, you know what I mean? Yeah um it's it's essentially like that um i can't through the, go through the exact means of doing right, it but right, yeah right. you would just report it um mm, okay and then uh oftentimes they'll uh either have chatter or whatever about it but yeah you just go in and um they're like hey uh this whatever shouldn't be doing this whatever and then they're like oh yeah uh, <laughs> we, yeah yeah <laughs> Oops. Um, I as some I've always wanted to work in the games industry. I'm hopeful that one day I can. But what was your experience before this? Have, did you always want to work in video games? Did you work maybe in a different you know type of the industry? Like what? Like did you have a lot of prior experience, or what is is it more entry level? So my job experiences are easily described as. Uh, like jack of all trades, uh, master of none sort of thing. Um, so before this, I was in IT. And then before this, I was in uh, leasing. But that doesn't matter for uh, like this position at all. I literally, like, I think last month, I talked to some guy who's like, yeah, man, this is my first job. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, I think there's like some uh, like, age requirements so like they're obviously not going to hire like 16 17 year olds because you need to like legally be able to sign for yourself yeah. and like you know do all of that stuff um but yeah i a lot i've just seen a lot of people who are like like my first job or like i came from walmart i came from gamestop whatever that's so. awesome yeah, it gives me hope because nice. I would like to maybe one day work for <laughs> something like that. But yeah, um, what is like, where's like the, the ceiling? You know what I mean? So it sounds like it's kind of like an entry level job in the in the game industry. Now, right. where can you go from there? Is so, there higher like is there a higher level than what you're currently doing? Yeah. Um, so because I am through the contracting company, uh, typically like what I've told the pipeline is, is like, 
So right now I'm a junior debug tester, which just signifies to like the higher ups that I'm within my like first year as a tester. Um, so like maybe I would need a couple extra help or like maybe they're going to like give me a little bit of slack just because I'm new around the offices. But then it's yeah. like, you know, debug tester or like uh, sometimes too, you can be hired um, as like a text specialist. Typically though, the like uh, the contracting company that I work for, they'll like hire internally for that. Um, and then they'll position you wherever you need to be. Um, and then if you're really lucky, um, you, and you're really good and typically, especially like from what I've seen, like, uh, you can be a, um, like, oh gosh, like a project leader. So you're essentially like the guy in charge of like your team of testers. So like, it, typically those are the people that will, um, handle all of like the, the bigger backend stuff. Um, but those people, um, I believe are hired by Nintendo. Um, so if you ever see like a job posting on Nintendo's website, um, you'll probably see one of those. And now, Oh, Zach, you go. I was just going to ask, so like, how did you even fall into this job? Did you just like open up the paper one day and it was like game debug tester? Like, like we're looking for one or so, yeah, is it just that simple? It's kind of like a story born of a a minor tragedy. Uh, So I uh, lost my IT job in uh, August. And so Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, I don't really know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go and, uh, you know, just start applying around. And so I live in like, I I don't live too far from the Nintendo offices. uh, And also like the Microsoft offices are almost across the street like they are right. around the corner like you could walk to the other office mm-hmm. so i was like okay well i mean like they're both within the same amount of time anyway and if i ever need to use transit they have transit systems that i could use um so let's just apply to both of these see which one bites first and like within a week of like my application i got a call and they're like oh, hey, yeah, uh, you want an interview, blah, blah, blah. So I got to go through all that whole process. Um, and it was it was a really interesting process. Um, I, it was my first time ever doing something like, it was like kind of on a whim, right? So like I had applied to like other IT jobs. I'd applied to like, uh, I even applied to like school, which actually I'm doing uh, night school now. Um, and my my bosses don't know this. Uh, but I'm actually going to sadly be uh, not working at my uh, game testing job soon. Um, I really want to finish out my degree for uh, programming and development. Um, oh, awesome. So that way I can be my own uh, <laughs> game developer. Um, so that's my dream one day. And I've, I guess to go back to your earlier question, I've wanted to be in the games industry since I was like eight years old. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I know. Uh, I and so I was going to ask you what were you going to school for, but programming and development is cool. Um, as someone who is also getting a degree in programming, it is cool but stressful, and yeah. <laughs> there is a lot uh, that you have to do for it. So commend you on that. 
Uh, if you had to, now that we're talking about game dev stuff, because I think this is a cool conversation. If yeah. you had to make any kind of game, like any genre, what would you make and why? Well, I mean, I guess that sort of, if like assuming I am like the master of game development, you know what I mean? Uh, God, there's a lot of like tack on questions that I feel like I should ask, but on a whim, I mean, like I'm wearing the, Zelda hoodie. I know the, the people on the podcast can't see that, but I'm wearing yeah. a Zelda hoodie. And, you know, I'd want to make something just like that. I mean, like, Tunic came out, like, this week. And, like, I can't you even know... play it. It's baloney. I can't play it. I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a PC or an Xbox. So oh, no. I, I was... I know I might just download it on my laptop and watch my laptop like explode from not being able to handle it, but... You know, I feel like I would either make, like, just another, like, Zelda clone like really good in the way that like tunic is or like i would probably go and do the meme of like making a yet another earthbound inspired rpg like <laughs> <laughs> you can call it overtale no one will yeah. notice, no um, one will notice. <laughs> i i really want to play tunic but elden ring has its like hooks in me um but i yeah. bought tunic i downloaded tunic i will get to it that was that game's been in development for like seven years or something it's yeah been, yeah it, wow. it's a long time coming and then someone on tiktok had the audacity to say oh it's just a death store clone and i'm like this game was it was created before death store was even a thought in someone's mind yeah but also <laughs> i played like the intro sequences to both of them and the vibes are totally different yeah I, I enjoyed Death Doors. I thought it was very good, but to call them like even like that similar, I was like, people, yeah, TikTok should have an age requirement. <laughs> now uh, let me let me ask you this: in terms of like the kind of game that you make, are we talking more like Breath of the Wild Zelda or more like Link's Awakening Zelda? Like like you know like super um, freedom, open world. Here's a stick. Go kill Ganon with it. Or like... I, I feel like if I were to do and like start making those games, I think I would start 2D and then do the transition oh, right. myself more mm -hmm. as like a way of like. I'm curious, you know, like I don't know the people who were like making those games initially, and I definitely don't speak Japanese. So like <laughs> I, I want to know what that experience was like. And I mean, I don't know what would be easier finishing out my degree and then like, uh, making the game myself or like going learning Japanese and trying to secure an interview. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. You could always do what Concerned Ape did when he made Stardew Valley. He just was just like, I love this so much that I'm going to dedicate my life to it. And that's always something that I really like admired about him. It's like, he's just like, I'm going to a team of one. Do you think that you could like make something by yourself or do you think if you you know get into game development you would have multiple people working on the same project with you i think like with me and my current experience in game development because like i got excited so i'm gonna download like as many of like like yeah. unity unreal like or like mm -hmm. trying to teach myself how to make my own engine stuff like that um i think i would want to do like a first project like entirely by myself maybe have some friends pitch in for like if I wanted to add extra elements or whatever, but you know, there's like a lot of mini steps that you need to make, right? So like you need to make the game where you push a ball, like you push a button and it makes a ball jump, you know, like you need to take those steps first. It's like, yeah, sure. Those are my one man games that I'm going to make. But like my first, like probably retail project, I think I would want to be just me um, in that thing. But also uh, Concerned Ape uh, in my backyard. Uh, so like 
the Nintendo offices that I test at are in Redmond. Oh, here's my water bottle. Boom. Nintendo. Oh, uh, this is so, exclusivity here. There you go. Wow. Um, but, you know, Redmond's just a hop, skip and a jump from Seattle. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really interesting. Like you would think in this area, there would be like a much bigger like gaming culture, I guess. Right. So with like Xbox and, you know, Nintendo, and then we've got a ton of indie devs and stuff. Right. But and like also as I mentioned, like like I mean, like I know Sucker Punch is like in Seattle as well. Like, right. Sucker just... Punch, you've got uh like oh gosh, the guys who make Magic the Gathering. Wizards of the Coast. Uh, Wizards of the Coast, yes, you the have Coast, yep. uh, I believe they're in Renton. Um, you have Valve. Like you would think there'd right. be such like a much bigger like gaming, like you'd think there'd be like arcades everywhere and like statues of like I don't know, like a a arcade fighting stick or yeah. whatever right, right, like right. uh but no it's just it's really interesting like just being here like everybody it just seems like everybody's so chill about it it's like yeah it's, it's whatever it's yeah just it's business. always it's always been here that is kind of like weird though because you there's not like one particularly place in the united states you're like oh like that's where you want to go if you want to be in gaming because yeah. like if you want to be in movies you go to la if you want to be in plays you go to new york city if you want to be in games eh, you might have to relocate halfway across the country like but you don't know where yet it's actually really interesting uh so my brother's uh fiance is from uh montreal Mm. uh and so she was talking about like oh yeah i know a ton of people who like work uh for ubisoft (laughs) or yeah so it's just like oh yeah i forget like <laughs> that's another like big place for game developers to go and you have her tell them to stop putting microtransactions in their <laughs> games <laughs> please yeah please. i was just I'm, gonna I'm say you. yeah oh. oh and also uh, yeah uh, some of my uh, favorite uh, games <laughs> of all time are uh ubisoft ubisoft everyone call Dude, it but it, they are like pushing they're pushing that like maximize profit margins like so much that I'm, I'm having a hard time like diving into some of the newer titles. Assassin's Creed, money simulator. Yeah, I definitely am not a big fan. Like Chocobo GP recently like uh, has a big issue with uh, microtransactions and stuff. Um, I just remembered something that is interesting about being in this area. Uh, so if you go to like retro game stores and like you go to buy like original Xbox games or like even Xbox 360 games, there's a big sticker on the cover of these because they've been like resold that are like, do not resell. This is purchased from the Microsoft store. Huh. <laughs> Man, that's really going to stop them. Yeah. And, you know, like you can see where like people have tried to like tear the stickers off and stuff like that. Of course, of course. <laughs> Uh, what was like the first console or first like game that really hooked you and got you into video games? You said you wanted to work in the industry for a while now. So what what got you into video games? So um, I am a fairly, I guess, old to my little brother, young to everybody else uh, person. I grew up playing like Zelda Ocarina of Time on my Nintendo 64. Uh because at the time we didn't really have like I was born in 98 so like by the time I was cognitively aware enough to play video games the GameCube was out but we didn't have that <laughs> so I was playing like Zelda Ocarina of Time I had like Star Fox 64 like I grew up with an N64 actually there's a picture that my mom has the Polaroid uh, of me falling asleep 
like with controller in hand playing Zelda Ocarina of Time. My my copy is right behind me. I yeah. keep it on my shelf. I have to keep it in, you know what I mean? Like it, it reminds me of simpler times. Um, oh, such simpler times. Zach, I don't yeah. think I've ever asked you, Zach, what was your favorite video game? What got you into video games, Zach? Um, if my tweet today didn't tip you off, um, Lego Star Wars was like the first like real like game that got me like so super hooked. I mean, you know, like I mean, I played Mar- like Mario 64, Mario Kart, like Smash, but like I remember Christmas morning, I had to be like eight or nine. My uncle had bought me and my brother the Xbox with Lego Star Wars. And we just, we played that game for years to come, like years and years and years. We were always booting that game up. And that like, it just like, that's the one I think that really did me in. Like I'd, I'd always been into video games, but like, that's the one that really was like, oh, okay. I'm a gamer now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I wish I, I had I don't know it. why, like, it's not even like Lego Star Wars isn't even like that. Like, I mean, I, I guess, I guess it did actually, that's not true. It did kind of spin off like, like a very popular trend in gaming but yeah like i just yeah i just liked it because i i'm huge on star wars too and i loved legos growing up so it was just kind of like the best of both worlds for me so i uh i have a lot of siblings and Mm -hmm. uh lego star wars was like one of those because it's like you can hop in and hop out of multiplayer you know and it's not like like, it's not a hard game either like you just you just pick it up and go like it's not that there's no learning curve to it which i think is also why i liked it so much and why i still like it because it is that thing of like i mean i try to get my fiance to play any lego game with me all the time but her and i don't because i want to go touch everything and she's like let's just go like like let's just get through the thing let's 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 go we played lego harry potter during quarantine and i'm like oh look at let's follow the ghost oh look at this oh look, look at that she's like i don't care dude let's get to the freaking bathroom because what's her face wants to go into the chamber of secrets like come on and i just want to yeah. touch everything I've got my uh, pre-order for that game on Xbox. So I've got my Series X right there. Uh, but my uh, girlfriend and I are like so excited to play the new Lego Star Wars. Like we, uh, we've we even like set aside like time. Like that weekend, we are playing Lego Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So help us God. <laughs> no one talked to me. Lego Star Wars just came out. Yeah. Um, what yeah, do you think I about know. some of the redesign of like some of the core gameplay mechanics in it so like i don't know if you've seen much on it but there is going to be like a difference in like how the lightsabers work and like how blasters work it's a little bit more in depth than the previous versions well like i'm i'm excited like uh i think that it's gonna pay enough like homage to what i'm excited for right but like i want something fresh i mean like it would do Lego Star Wars to me a disservice if they didn't try to freshen it up a little bit, you know? Like, we have, you know, all of the, like, Lego Star Wars collections, you know, for Xbox 360 or whatever that you can still just download and play today. So, like, if I wanted to go play that, I could, you know, I could just go boot it up right now and spend all afternoon on it. But, like, I'm, I'm really excited because it's going to be something new for me. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, that they needed to adapt. What do you think? Oh, yeah. 100%. So because, I mean, we talked about this like months ago, I feel like now at this point, but every Lego game is the same. It's just like, oh, and this is the, the Indiana Jones version. And yeah. This is the, so like, I, I'm excited to finally have like one where it's, yeah, like it's a Lego game, but like this is like different than all the other ones in a way. And I hope they kind of 
maybe try to redo that for maybe some of the older ones, such as like the Lego Batman games that they did and stuff. I feel like that'd be cool. Uh, uh, okay, so let's talk about what's on everyone's mind. We're going to talk a little bit about Elden Ring. Ah! Now, uh, have you played uh, like the previous versions, like I, I like the other From Software games, like Dark Souls, Bloodborne, Sekiro, anything like that? So I am the type of person with like, I bounce around from game to game way too much and way too quickly. Uh, so I have almost finished uh, Dark Souls 1. I played the intro sequence to Dark Souls 2. I actually didn't really like that that much. And I know that's kind of a hot take to some people. Uh, Dark Souls 3, I got through like the majority of. And then my hard drive died on my PC. And I didn't have cloud backups on that because I just was like, oh, I don't, it's fine. I'm just going to like beat it real quick, whatever. Yeah, no, I regret that deeply. Uh, and then I have Bloodborne on my PS4. Uh, so I got this recently, so I'm not too far into it. And I really like it, but I haven't touched uh, Sekiro at all. Oh, least favorite game. I Oh, God, it makes me so mad. That was so before Elden Ring, Sekiro was the only FromSoft game I'd ever tried. And uh, man, let me tell you, when that one game of the year, I was like, stupid, zero out of 10. Just because you're bad at it, Zach, doesn't mean it's oh, 100%. (laughs) No, 100. No, 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 I know. Like, see, yes, I agree. Like, it for my antics aside, it did deserve game of the year. Um, I'm like Deathloop, yeah, Zach really hates Deathloop, and he it's because it's not a good game. It's okay. not a good game, and everyone needs to just get off. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> there wasn't a lot of games that came out that year. Okay, like we need to move past this. As, as I, know, a... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. We need get to get you therapy it. for it. Oh, for um, okay, so Elden Ring, I think, is my first like deep experience into a From Software game, as well as Zach, because apparently Zach mm-hmm. played twenty minutes of Sekiro and said no. Um, why do you, <laughs> Why do you think? Like, other than difficulty, why do you think that? these were such a niche genre so like i mean elden ring has definitely broken that mold but prior to this like it like not it's not like a household name like if i said right. bloodborne there's going to be like 50 percent of gamers who are like oh yeah like i know what that is like 10 percent that's like oh i beat it then the other 50 percent is like what is that i think uh i think it has to do with two major factors like there's a lot of different games that i'm finding out now that like just have this huge community of like diehard fans about them, right? And so, like with uh, these types of like just FromSoft games, uh, they they have those huge communities, and a lot of times, like even with among themselves, like you've got the get good crowd, and you've got like the oh yeah, I really like this and the lore, and like we're really big fans of this character, right? Uh, but like I feel. I feel like there's a lot of people like me who played like Dark Souls 1 on the PS3 just like on a whim because I was at a friend's house and he had it downloaded, right? And like, I was like, oh, what is this game? Oh, this is cool. It's really hard. Uh, oh, well, I'm not really going to spend too much time with this. And I, I died a billion times. It's really hard. I'm just not going to pick this up ever again. And then, you know, like later on, I go and I pick it up. But um yeah, I don't know. I just feel like this is a a niche because some people like they don't really want to have the the patience for this. I mean, like these games can get really long, especially if you take like every path to get to every area. And like 
if you really get down to the nitty gritty, which sometimes it's just more fun to play that way anyway. Uh, I think that it just takes too long to get through everything. And by the time that you're like, you're in a satisfying point in the story, another new hit game just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have the same issue. I think Zach does too, where I bounce from game to game, like really quickly. We're like, I'm like, oh, I'm really feeling this. I'm really feeling this. Oh, something else just came out. Or uh, this is not really like giving me the, you know, the enjoyment that I got when I first started playing it. And that is exactly think... what happened with me and Sifu, where like I was playing Sifu, I was playing Sifu, I was playing Sifu. Like I beat Horizon, tried Elden Ring, was like, I'm bad. Maybe I'll go to Sifu because I heard good things about Sifu. Went to Sifu. And then I was like, saw a bunch of stuff about Elden Ring. And I was like, oh, I'll go back and try Elden Ring again. And now I can't even, like, Sifu has not even, like, been a thought in my brain. Yeah, yeah I, I can't think about a different game. I tried to play uh, Valorant the other day. And I'm like, yeah, but I got so many quests that I started in Elden Ring. And I literally loaded up into a match and just, like, left it. And I was like, okay, sorry, guys. I need to go play. Yeah. Uh, what kind of build are you playing in Elden Ring? Let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your character. So I uh, decided I'd go for like a very funny like strength build and just doing basically every point into strength and then like endurance because I also wanted to have like heavy armor and like a tower shield because everybody's like telling me like, hey, man, you need to parry. You need to parry. I was like, I've played enough of Dark Souls one and three to tell you that parrying's fun and all. And that's fun. I've never done like a full armor build. And I really want to like go and try that. So like, I'm not parrying at all. I'm not dodge rolling. I've got a shield. Bosses bounce off of me. Like it is so much fun. And they just awesome. buff shields as well. Yeah. Because yeah. they were underpowered. I don't think I've parried a single thing in Elden Ring. I, oh, I, yeah, I haven't either. I almost beat all of Dark Souls 1 without parrying anything. I yeah. understand it's an important mechanic. It takes a lot of time and dedication because if instead of dodging, like, if you parry something and that hits you, it's like, goodbye. Yeah. Like, yeah. I like, um, I like the, um, like the block counter that they added where, like, like you know, you, you block and then immediately do a heavy attack. Um, the guard that, counter. Yeah. The guard counter. Yes. I live by that. I have a specific Ash of War on my shield that, like, makes it basically that it's like you said, like, you know, b- bosses bounce off of me. They hit me once and it, like, doesn't, like, completely stagger them, but, like, they hit it and it, like, kind of, like, they do one back step and then I just use that and I just bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And oh God, it's so satisfying. That's like, that's how I've taken down half the bosses now. It's just like yeah. mm, easy peasy. I've um, got that exact same Ash of War on my game. Yeah, dude. So I ex- okay, I what totally is it? Because I, I don't, I haven't found it yet and I want to know now. Oh God. Um, text, text me a picture of it later. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I'll, te- I'll text you a picture uh, later tonight. Um, I think f- going back to like, for me, why I couldn't get into Souls games, it wasn't even the difficulty because I don't mind hard games. I mean, I love right. seafood and seafood would, like kick my ass. I think for me, a lot of it was like just the design elements of it. Like, I don't know. I it, I don't like I like like I fought a boss that had like 17 arms and like it just like it's just kind of creepy. And like, I that's not really my thing. Um, I think what's grabbing me in Elden Ring, though, is just like it's the same thing that grabbed me in Breath of the Wild. Um, it was just like the exploration, like the just the amount of freedom that you have like from the get it's just like okay go do your thing right um is what i love uh, i will say this i wish elden ring held my my hand like a tiny tiny bit in terms of just like like i wish that i didn't have to google how to use certain systems 
right or like like I, I don't know like and I mean maybe that's like part of the appeal too but for me I'm like ah, I shouldn't have to learn I shouldn't have to google this like like I shouldn't have to google like do I need to you like wield a staff to use magic spells kind of thing you know what I right. mean like I, I don't know why it's not plastered in my face when I first boot up the game kind of thing yeah um that's that's just that's just me I know I mean I think other than that this game is fantastic though for me, for me personally I had such a hard time in Dark Souls 1, um, and that's the only other uh, from software game I've played, is like, I, if I'm like hitting a wall, right, and I'm bashing my head against that wall, and the wall in this, you know, metaphor is uh, a boss, um, like, I want to be able to go bash my head on a different wall. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to go and be able to do something else. And like, you kind of can do that in Dark Souls games, but like, at the end of the day, you're not going to progress the story until you beat that boss. It's like extremely lim- linear. In, in Elden Ring, like you're like, oh, this boss beat you 12 times in a row. Well, go do something else then. Like, you know what I mean? Go pick some flowers. Like, go, go explore. Yeah. <laughs> go get a different weapon. Like, go, you know what I mean? And it allows you to do that. On top of all the other really cool things like exploration and stuff like that. And obviously horse riding. I think that was oh, um, definitely yeah. a good so addition. Good. Although so good. I hate mounted combat when you're fighting like another <laughs> boss. I, I don't know why. I, I feel like if you lock on, your camera's going to get broken at some point. And that's why the Radon fight was so, so terrible for me. Yeah. I got past it, but just barely. Yeah, I same will say here. This. I, I, I agree. I feel like the camera is so janky, especially like if you're trying to do circles around the boss. It just is like such a pain. I um went and fought the dragon in like Limgrave. And then I fought the Guildstone dragon as well. And it was just such a pain in the neck because I'm trying to circle around it. And then all of a sudden, next thing I know, he's behind me when he, when I thought he was going to like right in front of me, it just like the camera was just so janky. And so I agree um, with that. However, I love that the horse has a double jump. Yeah. Oh my God. Love it. I, I, I don't know. I don't know why it's so cool. And I remember when I first realized that it had double jump, I lost my mind. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. And that was pretty cool. That was yeah. pretty cool, yeah. My, uh, yeah. my favorite part about this game is finding out mechanics like 70 hours in. Because I think I have like <laughs> 70 hours at this point where I'm like, I could have been doing that the whole time. I didn't know about the hot bar for like so long. Like when you press the Y what? and you can assign items to that. So like, you oh, like yeah, yeah. yeah, I didn't, I was like 40 hours in before I found that out. I was like, you're telling me I don't have to like scroll down for my horse like every time. Yeah. I assign all my spirits to that. So like I have my main items like queued up for my ex. Right. And then like, I'm playing an Xbox. So that's, yeah. anyway. Uh, and then I've, you know, just have my spirits assigned to that because I don't need them all the time, but it's really handy to have them equipped. So like, uh, you know, you can just sort of get the good four collection there and then, figure out which boss it's going to be good against what um what spirit summons are you currently you like like do you use so i've got uh actually so yesterday i just got a spirit summon that's like five little dudes with like tower shields but they're like mini tower shields scaled up to their size i think we're in the (laughs) same area right now because i just got those the other day yeah i just beat uh radon so without spoiling anything uh yeah um awesome i'm a little bit farther than you but cool <laughs> oh no we're I, like uh... right no I'm, I'm not saying that to flex i'm just saying no like, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. i'm just like i really i love hearing about people's stories for this game because like i go to the break room at work and then i've just got like six people just like waiting so that we can start talking yeah. about elden ring again <laughs> um, i am um, i'm currently using the wolves 
Also, um, the yeah, Godric stop Soldier. doing that. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I'm using Godric Soldiers. <laughs> no, I know, I know. Um, I did just get this really cool one, um, called an ancestral something or other, and he's got like a gigantic bow and he just snipes people. He's pretty that cool. Seems pretty cool. I don't have that. Oh one. yeah, I know, I know where you get that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll text you where to find him tonight. <laughs> so. Do you think the reason, like, do you think one of the reasons why people have a hard time getting into these, this series of games is the community? Like, we talked about how there's like 50% of the community is the get good community, and 50% of it's just like, I like the lore, which is in depth, but they don't talk about it in the games um, that much. So, do you think that that's kind of hard? Like, if you were like just getting in and you're maybe you're streaming it on Twitch, you're going to get people coming in your chat, or you're going to have people online tell you, like, like, no, you just like, I don't know. You need to get good. Like, I feel like that's very frustrating for like a new time player. So I've actually been thinking about this somewhat frequently recently. And I, one thing that a friend of mine brought up to me was, well, think about like how games are today versus like 10, 12 years ago, right? Like gaming as a just, I guess, type of media or art form has expanded like insane insane amounts so like with uh indie games like we have so many quality indie developers just kicking butt like making some of the best games you've ever played right but like some of those games are like extremely accessible or like really easy to enter in on gaming with like you know i could go and like sea of stars is coming out oh i'm so Um, excited for that I just beat Chrono Trigger, right? And I understand like Chrono Trigger is not like the hardest game in the world, but like if I wanted to give my little brother the Chrono Trigger experience without having to have him like feel like he's playing an old person game, right? I can go and like when Sea of Stars comes out, be like, hey, you know, here's this game that's just like this other game I really like. So if you like this, I'll show you some more stuff. You know, so like I think with dark, like Dark Souls or like FromSoft games, I think that like yeah, they're super popular. Elden Ring's super popular, but like think about like the many different types of gamers there are. Like I was just thinking about like how Wii Sports is in like the majority of like old folks' homes in America. Oh yeah, it's right? the best game ever. Right, and like. I was just like, oh, I bet, I bet there's like a Wii in like every old folks' home, <laughs> you know? And like, I was thinking about like, okay, well, are these old folks' homes gonna like be buying Nintendo Switches for when Nintendo Switch Sports comes out? <laughs> you know, like, but I think that goes to show that like, just because they're not like the most popular thing, uh, I don't know, it doesn't mean that like there's not a ton of people playing it. Right. See, yeah, I think for me that was always the turnoff was the was the um, accessibility. Um, I am a big believer in if the game isn't accessible, it's almost as if the developer is saying, "Sorry, this experience isn't for you." Like right. go somewhere else, which I think is kind of a turnoff for me. Um, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch on previous episodes, but I I think I mean. I understand the like this is the one difficulty and everyone has to play it on this difficulty mentality but i don't know i feel like there there are plenty of good games out there that aren't being experienced by everyone because of that which is kind of a shame 
yeah let's let's normalize playing games on like easy mode again yeah, or story because... like, or have a story mode like that's specifically right. for and like right. games like Elden Ring don't really have a story it's but right but like because I, I don't know like if you want to have that crushing brutal experience then then do that but if like I mean me if I just want to experience the game and experience like just like you know the exploration and this and that and the other then let me do that I don't yeah. want to have to like I don't want to have to be put a game aside because it's too hard and I'm not having fun with it. The right. game so, that I think, oh no, sorry. Um, oh, but you're okay. I'm, yeah, the game that I think that does that really well, and then I'll let you go, is Celeste. So Celeste can be mm-hmm. extremely difficult, but they have a lot of options in there for people to still experience it. I think Elden Ring, Dark Souls, and they could they could do that if they really wanted to, but they choose. I not mean, to. The, yeah. the Witcher is the same thing. I mean, they they have a bunch of different difficulty settings i'm a masochist so i play on the hardest difficulty every time <laughs> um but i mean you know my my fiance was playing the witcher and she didn't play it on the hardest difficulty because she didn't feel like it i mean that's yeah. fine that's fine like for me like i've been going through and like replaying a ton of like my old library just because like it's fun i guess i mean i don't want to like let those games die you know but you know i'll go and i'll play through on like normal and be like oh man that part was too easy so like i'll go and i'll like reload my save and then play it through on hard because it's more fun for me that way so like i really like it when games just allow you to like switch to any difficulty at any point in time that's why i like fallout or like skyrim Mm. because you're like oh this no i'm no going on super easy mode because it will let you progress you know i don't i don't play those games for the same reason why people play dark souls it's like i want the challenge it's like no, I'm here for the story and I want to get the cool stuff and I want to like make friends in my internet yeah. setting. I will say Elden Ring has so much more story to it that like, so I played Dark Souls 1, didn't know what it was, went many years without touching a FromSoft game, bought Dark Souls 3, didn't know what was going on or why I was doing anything at all. I understand that like, story isn't like the forefront of those games but i really like story in games so like it wasn't until i went back and like replayed the majority of like dark souls one that was like oh my gosh all of this makes sense now (laughs) so like it's it's really interesting too because like everybody's telling me like these games like the story doesn't matter you don't have to worry about it but like they totally do but like with elden ring it's sort of there right so like if you go and you press the button to like look at the item description for an item um you can go and like there's a little like snippet of just like oh this thing is found on this thing and this guy's favorite thing you know and i don't know there's just like something about that and like being able because like in the dark souls games you go and you look at those items and like uh you can't always go to the places they describe uh, there are some cases or like they'll mention somebody that like you in your playthrough you just won't encounter uh in elden ring though like all of these things just feel so tangible and real like uh you'll find an item that's just like oh this is the story of this guy and this guy and they're like incredible battle and you're like you'll meet people who like know everything more about them so like you can spend a 15 minutes learning more about them it just it's just so much fun like yeah the, the story is there it's just nuanced and i feel like a lot of people miss it because they're expecting like oh if there's not a cut scene like there's no story 
It's right. like, no, this story's there. It's all around you. And that's what I think kind of makes it cool. Cause that's like, I mean, I, I'm kind of getting tired of people comparing Elden Ring to Breath of the Wild, but like, I get yeah. it. And oh, it's definitely too. inspired by it. Um, but Breath of the Wild is like the same thing. Like, yeah, you, there was story. There's like a little cut scenes at the beginning that kind of tell you what you're doing. And like when you meet, like there's definitely more of a flesh out story in Breath of the Wild, but there's also right. like a lot of things that they didn't explain to you. You just kind of have to figure it out by going to places and like, yeah. Talking like all the past, like all the past memories, like you don't know anything that happened. Yeah. Before you wake up, and like unless, like minus, like an NPC might have been like, oh well, remember when the champions like did this one little thing? Like you have to go and find like half the story for Breath of the Wild, which is fine. Um, yeah. We'll say this: if I'm told that I'm maidenless one more time, I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it hits hits me to my core. Um, I don't want to get canceled for this, but I did never finish Breath of the Wild. And I'm sorry. Wait, I we, thought you did. <laughs> well, we I, were Zach, just talking about I, Zach, I lied to you because I didn't want you to freak out. <laughs> and now I'm now I regret it. I never finished no! it. I I I like like I, it's such a good game. And I can say that's a good game without ever finishing it. I say that with a lot of games. Like I know Dark right. Souls 1 is a good game, but it's i don't know i really enjoyed doing all the shrines i got all the shrine the four beasts love that for me uh the puzzles really cool i think they really stepped that up there's a lot of fun things to do in the game but like i got to the point where i was just like just farming stuff for my fight with ganon and i was just like i don't know i don't and then i put it down i just never picked it back up <laughs> so, so, I, I, <laughs> It's a really, really like, good game. Really great game. Oh, 10, man. 10 out of 10. But he's going to go over there. He's going to grab. I know he doesn't live he's... that far. He doesn't live. That far <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um, but oh, bro, it, it's fine. It, it's fine. I, you know what? I'm glad that you got to experience the core of it, though. In the core, I'm as much as I love Hyrule Castle. And I think at me, this is the best Hyrule Castle that we've ever had. Um, the, the core was the exploration and finding clever ways to, to solve the puzzles. Because I like how there's not just one specific way to do a puzzle in Breath of the Wild. Similar to, I think, why I like Elden Ring a little bit more than I like, <clears throat> you know, Dark Souls and all that stuff. Is because there's not one specific way to do a certain fight. It's like, Zach, oh, well, do you I need mean... to get a drink of water? <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm good now. I'm okay. good. Thank you. Um, like, I don't know. Because, like, I've looked up to when I was fighting Margit, I was... I looked at like different tutorials and they're like, oh, well, you know, you can try this or I can try this or I can try this. There's multiple different ways you can do it. It's not just the one specific way, which I think in previous Dark Souls games, it was like, here's the one thing that you got to do. And if you can't do it, tough. Right. My favorite, my favorite part about that is you don't even need to fight him. I learned that later. He's not. Yeah, I found that he's out. Not, he's, he's, you don't even need to. I, yeah, I found that I out after. I found that out after I beat Godric. I'm like, wait, I could have just skipped both of them. I just, I just yeah. got around. I was like, yeah. "What the hell, man?" I didn't I even know buddy, that. I have a buddy. I have a buddy who's telling me he's like, "Yeah, man, I just like hopped on my horse and like all these places." And he's just telling me about like areas of the game that I was like, "Wait, that's an area?" He's like, "Yeah, man, I'm just riding my horse. I'm just figuring it out." I'm like, what? It's like the guy um, who speed ran the game in 30 minutes. Yeah. How? I will say, uh, going back to like looking stuff up, uh, every like from software fan i've met like in person has never told me like get good or whatever like they've always like had the best like most helpful tips of just like hey man you get this sword it's like 
in this other place and you got to do this for it. It's like so cool. And like, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I haven't really done that yet. And they're like, okay, so what you got to And they're like, yeah. go through. It's awesome. And like, I love that. Like they are some of the most like kind, helpful people that I've ever like met in a gaming space. Um, I have the same experience. Everybody I know in real life that plays these games are like the kindest, most considerate people. They're like, oh, yeah. like, <laughs> it's fine. It'll get easier once you learn the mechanics. But then like if you post anything about it online, these like gremlins crawl yeah, out they're like somewhere. Oh, I know. Like, and they're like, oh, you're using summons in Elden Ring? You're not actually playing the game the right way. Oh, like, oh you're using summons just because you're bad, right? Like, yeah, yeah, you're, using magic. you're using yeah. you're using mechanics that they made for you to use are you kidding me no Ugh, you're whatever. wearing armor come on <laughs> yeah right what? honestly <laughs> you're not being a shirtless guy come on yeah i know you're not gonna invade people steal their soul it's like part you know like uh i'm I still, so glad that they like oh go ahead no no, no you go. i'm so glad that they like nerfed a lot of like the pvp stuff that people were doing yeah. uh so that way I specifically like shut that off i was like i don't want any part of this do you have to yeah. turn it on i feel like i don't get invaded so i know like i haven't really been invaded unless it's like a scripted one yeah. um but i know if you're playing on multiplayer like you will get invaded uh and i think that because i've never like tried to invade somebody yet i mean i don't think i will like maybe on like a different playthrough um but yeah i have a buddy who's like yeah i'm playing with my other guy my other friend and like uh yeah we get invaded like constantly like all the time because like apparently yeah if you summon in uh somebody to help you you're gonna get invaded apparently yeah. it's like almost a guarantee i've had to invade for a quest at some point um and each time i did it like i didn't know what was happening first off you have to like find the person i thought yeah. it was gonna be like right next to him i'm like no. running around <laughs> I'm, like what where am i like who like, and yeah. then like People are good at this game, obviously. I was using my the iron balls, like the sockum boppers, as yeah. I call them. And I'm like, maybe I shouldn't be invading with these because I'm literally just like trying to punch these people. And this guy is like <laughs> a like a 20 foot long scythe. And I'm like, I think about a disadvantage here. This I guy probably did. thought you were like trolling. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. I it, I did get invaded once because I was trying to play with my friend, and so I had multiplayer on. And he invaded me and then he like just kept gesturing at me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I thought it was like scripted for a second. And then <laughs> I ended up just getting face rolled. Yeah. But there's some really broken invade mechanics that they hopefully are fit that they fixed, hopefully. Yeah. So it looks patch. like they're already recognizing that stuff. Um I guess like one thing too is uh being in like debug testing, like. I totally know like all of like the workflows for this stuff now. Like, I don't know if it's like the same everywhere, but like being having that like sort of debug tester mindset and like knowing all this stuff, I'm like, oh yeah, that's definitely like, <laughs> yeah, that's on their how radar. much they care. Like that's definitely on their radar. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just, oh, so such a good game. Yeah. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know we've had a great conversation so far, um, but we'll have to keep the episode around an hour. Uh, what, how, if someone enjoyed this conversation, if someone liked what you had to say about games, where could they find you? Where is, are you, do you have, do you create content? Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. 
so uh, I haven't really Twitch streamed for a while, but in our new place, we definitely want to get back into. I Twitch stream with my girlfriend. Oh, that's uh, awesome! I oh, love I awesome. love watching co streams of like couples. It's like some of my yeah. favorite content because you're like, that's oh, cute. you can see like the dynamics. It's so fun. Yeah, I started like streaming by myself and I was like having a good time or whatever. But then my girlfriend's like, hey, can I be on stream with you? Like, can we play a game? I was like, sure, yeah. And it's so much more fun, you guys. Like, let me tell you. Anyway, yeah, you can find me on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv forward slash the Dapper Penguin. Um, same name on Twitter. Um, and yeah, uh, when we eventually start uh, streaming again, um, go ahead and uh, check it out. We're going through Persona 4 right now. Uh, so it's I've already played through the game. My girlfriend's first time playing through it. And then after that, we're moving on to Persona 5 Royal which we both beat base game Persona 5. So we're going to try and like maximize like our, our waifu run. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then that. What are the Persona games about? I, I, I feel like I'm okay. also going to get canceled. About I've never <laughs> played one. I've never watched I haven't one. either. I've, I, haven't I don't either. know what they're about. Is it like a JRPG? So, it's kind of like a, yeah. Yeah. So it's a JRPG turn-based. Um, and I've only played Persona 4 and Persona 5. Uh, I own Persona 3. I haven't really touched it yet. I mean, I did the like intro sequence, but I literally haven't even battled in that game yet. But yeah, it's just turn-based RPG. Think of it like Final Fantasy. Each of the games has its own sort of world. Uh, but I mean, Persona 5 is different. Like sometimes they make nods. Like I'm not going to get into it. I could spend all day. Um, but yeah, uh, it's more or less like... So it's a spinoff of the Shin Megami Tensei series. So... It's about like demons and stuff like that. Um, Persona 5 is the story of a group of teenagers uh, who awaken like their, I don't know, like embodiment of their self. And uh, they set out on like a, like an adventure, I guess, to, uh, to beat the bad guys. Essentially like everybody corrupt in their lives or society, um, utilizing like their own stuff strengths um i don't want to spoil it too much i yeah. think that it's like a pretty good emotionally impactful game series um, and i like turn i like turn-based combat games so i'll probably give, yeah. give it a give it a go at some point they're not i will they, say they oh sorry uh, i was just gonna ask they don't it's not like you have to play four before five right Is it no kind of like a different story every time yeah yeah i would actually recommend if you want starting with five and just work your way backwards because if you liked five, you're probably gonna like four. If you liked four, you're probably gonna like three. Um, three, but or I'm sorry, four to me just feels like Scooby Doo, but in high school. Uh, and I <laughs> and it's, instead of like monster mysteries, they're solving murder mysteries. Uh, and I won't elaborate on that at all. Uh, <laughs> no context there. No context. Um, all right. Um, yeah. So thanks for coming out. Um, one of these days, I'll figure out what Shin Megami Tensei is too. But yeah, um, I, I I know they, they came out with a new one last year. So it's on the Switch. You oh, is it? it? I, it is. Yeah. Yes. I need to I need to use that thing again. It's gro- It's collecting <laughs> dust over there. Watching I'll, me play Elden I'll, Ring. I'll come over and we can play Smash soon. Okay. 
Yeah. I, I don't own Smash or Mario. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's right. <laughs> Have him play Joker from Persona 5, yeah. and then oh, he'll true. get the Persona 5 experience. This is true, yes. Um, all right, so thank you so much for coming out and talking with us today. We appreciate it. And um, yeah, new episodes out every Monday. The turnaround time on this one's going to be a little quick, but I will have it ready. Um, and we appreciate you.